morning. Hour number four of our get-together, 9 o'clock stretch. Oh, it feels good. 9.07, time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers with the answers always. Yes, we've got the Marion County Fire Rescue Fire Chief James Banta with us. Chief, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, one of the reasons, uh, well, you have the chief here. Look, he did a, uh, a Facebook uh, video. It went viral. Um, dealing with things of a highly sensitive nature. Things that you see, unfortunately, more often in high-risk professions. Law enforcement and fire rescue, unfortunately, are way too aware, I guess, of this. The general public, maybe not as much. But we lost some folks uh, not too long ago, um, you know, and um, this idea. Now, we're going to speak in general terms. There's families involved, the sensitivities, we're fully aware of that. So we're going to speak in very general terms, the idea of uh, high stress, how some deal with it not so well, suicide, things like that. Um, uh, Chief, I mean, I guess what, first of all, possessed you to want to put this out on on a video? Yes, so um, I just received the news of our our latest loss, uh, Alan Singleton, and um, I was just mind boggled i wasn't sure what to do anymore as a as a as a department lead as a as a fire chief and i know i needed to find a way to address uh the men and women of marion county fire rescue uh so uh, i i discussed it with our pr team with our pio and uh, we decided to put a video out and really just uh, try to uh, comfort the agency in a time of uh great stress and sorrow and anger and tr- just try to find a way to make sense out of what was happening and really reach out and just t- to say please if you're suffering please reach out but that's the tough part isn't it look uh it it doesn't matter whether you're male or female it's a high stress job you, you you tough it out it's like law enforcement you tough it out there's there's the idea you don't really talk about it we've made some inroads there there's there's People are becoming a little bit more sensitive to it, but there's still a long way to go. You know, you've got a tough job to do. You tough it out. You do it. Yeah, I'm seeing some bad things. So is the guy working next to me. He seems to be fine. Nobody wants to go and say, I need help. It's sort of a kind of against the nature. Wait a second. I can't say I need help. I'm the guy that comes to help others. Yes. So yeah, yeah. that that makes it tough in identifying somebody who's really hurting. It, it is. So um, the fire services has recognized this for some time now. Uh, matter of fact, in Marion County Fire Rescue, over about the last six years, we've made significant investments into employee health, firefighter health, and firefighter wellness. We initially started with physical health, making sure that firefighters had, could meet the physical demands of the job. And then we really expanded that into mental health and uh, wellness. And we've, we, uh, we have a great peer support team. We have a great chaplaincy. Uh, we really have great resources that will um, give avenues of help for those that reach out. Uh, but that's the challenge, right? They have to reach out. They have to identify that they have a problem or somebody else has to identify that problem. So uh, <clears throat> we have the resources there. and We have some great success stories, and that was one of the challenges, too. We were just uh, mind-boggled. I was talking to our – right after the last incident, I was talking to our chaplain, Chaplain Joe, who has so much invested in this, and we were just blown away. We didn't know what else to do. Like, what else can we do? And um, 
So we decided we have to talk about our successes. On top of these tragedies, we have to also talk about the successes. And we've had people that have, when they've reached out, we've been able to give them the resources that they need, get them to areas of treatment, whether it's mental or substance abuse. But that was one of the most frustrating things is that we still had loss. And, we, and, and what are we going to do to address that moving forward? Have you addressed the issue that um, it, it, it's a completely private scenario that HIPAA and other regulations would prevent folks from talking about it? But you know, in the minds of many, they still are afraid that they'll be labeled or scrutinized differently than their brothers and sisters doing the same kind of work if they, if they ask for help, if they reach out. Sure, sure. So that is a concern, and that's a barrier that we're just we're trying to break down. We have to change that. We have to um, make sure that the employee understands that it's okay, and uh, it's okay to not be okay, and we're we're allowed to not be okay. Uh, but we we have to reach out. We have to uh, reach out to those resources because they will help. Uh, unfortunately, um, I've become a student of suicide, and I know that sounds crazy, but I have to understand this because I don't understand it. And there's a lot of things that we that we can do to try to break that cycle when somebody might be in a suicidal type of thought process. And where do we intervene? And it's okay when you're seeing somebody struggling to reach out and ask them, "Are you okay?" It's okay to ask somebody, "Do you feel suicidal?" And, and those are the things that we have to learn and we have to, we have to try to address. You know, through the military, I guess we've learned a lot more about PTSD. That label, um, I, I don't think carries, well, it doesn't carry any stigma in my mind, but I think in the minds of many individuals who've served that it, they don't feel stigmatized by it. In other words, hey, it's not my fault that this is occurring internally. But I think maybe law enforcement, fire rescue still sort of has to catch up to that. And I guess my question here is immediately like after a police involved shooting, there's a there's a time period where they're off. And hopefully some of that time is used for some counseling and, a, and to be able to kind of air that out. Mm-hmm. Do you have the same structure in fire rescue? You know, you lose somebody in a house fire. Um, can't imagine what that looks like. I don't want to know. Um, so is there a way to say, okay, right after this incident, you know what we do. We huddle up or we have this period. Is there something like that in place? Sure. So so there is, and we, we really rely on our leadership within the organization to identify those those high priority calls those things that can cause immediate traumas and then we want to reach out to the employees and then we want to follow up later so we don't always want to attack them right away um, for lack of better words but uh, we want to make sure they're initially okay we give them the time off if it's something horrific and they need to go home we allow that sometimes they don't want to go home they want to stay with their crew because sometimes that's the best way to decompress these Mm -hmm. types of incidents yeah you don't necessarily want to go home and talk to your spouse about what you just did or what you just saw um, but uh, so so PTSD is definitely a component but some of the things that maybe get lost is it's not always just the initial traumas uh, it can also be the cumulative trauma over time for instance I spoke uh, with one of our uh, firefighters not too long ago he said you know chief it's not just that uh, you know we go out and see bad things we do bad things uh, nobody thinks about five times this week I told a spouse that their loved one was dead you know, from a heart attack or something like that. You know, um, we think of the big incidences, but we don't really think of those types of, um, I don't want to say less important, but those type of lower um, traumatic type calls, as I guess, I guess that's the best way to put it. You're, you're absorbing um, 
someone else's pain. Correct. Yeah, you're yeah. sharing this yeah. information, and you're doing it with the best of intentions. You know the outcome's not going to be. Nobody's going to be happy. It'll be very sad. And, and I think there's certain individuals where they're they're so sensitive they they kind of take that on. Sure. Um, but then if they don't, if they're completely walled off then that's a person who also is probably having some issues too. You know, how do you yeah. strike that balance? Right, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's tough, and that's what we're working, for, working towards. We're trying to figure out ways to identify – uh, pre-employment, maybe people that uh, maybe they're they're just not they don't have the mental um, capacity to manage some of the things that they're going to do over the next 25, 30 years of their career. So um, we're working with some very smart people um, in in trying to develop uh, some uh, ways of identifying that in the future. Um, I've also had some initial conversations with um, uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamek, and we're we're having some discussions about how to carry this forward as on a, on a national stage and um i'm optimistic that we're going to be able to make some change within the fire service in general uh, but i'd also like to say it's not just ptsd you know it's with the influx of uh, people moving to florida it's put a strain on essential services so call demand has increased which creates additional workload uh, creates mandatory overtime uh, it creates uh, a negative uh, work-life balance, um, sleep deprivation. These are all things that that tie into this topic. And then you throw maybe some substance abuse on top of it, and now you have a perfect storm for somebody that's just um, on a downhill spiral. Or just regular family stress, paying the bill stress, yeah, sure. and uh, when, all that. Absolutely. When you talk about mandatory overtime, that's, that's when somebody is not allowed to go home uh, because yeah, mandatory. there's nobody to work is mandatory, so now that's additional stress on the family. So now you have maybe some arguments on top of it and things like that. Yeah, so. now your free time is spent with irritating issues to the family yes. when you're home, yeah. affecting all the... It's, yeah, I could see how that could just become um, a big a, a storm, a storm inside somebody's mental health. Uh, just last question real quick. Is there a certain age or age groups that seem to be more susceptible to... Um, you know, taking their own lives within this profession. Sure. So you're, you're, um, and don't, I don't want to give exact, I'm not sure exact numbers, but it's 20s to 30s seem to be the higher um, numbers, especially in this profession. But then also when you get into some retirees also. Um, So it's, uh, it's become a really national pandemic. And unfortunately we had some significant clustering within our agency. Well, thanks for making uh, everybody far more aware. And with that, hopefully we can find some solutions and that would be excellent. We appreciate your time. Marion County Fire Rescue Chief, uh, James Banta. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Keep up the good 